left, right, left, right, left, right. Have you ever watched some people ride? And as they're going along there, their horse, their poor unfortunate horse, his head has been pulled from the left and back to the right and back to the left and back to the right. I'm sure he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. In fact, he actually looks like one of those bobble-headed toys that you put on the back window of a car. His head has just been pulled all around the place in some extremely misguided attempt to get the correct head carriage. But this week, guys, we are talking all about on the bit. What is it? What is the concept all about? And how, well, it has absolutely nothing to do with pulling your horse's head left and right. Hi there, my name is Lorna, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast, where we have these little nuggets of information for you to use when you're on your horse and riding and trying to just get some clarity on a few different issues that can, well, leave us feeling rather confused as riders. Every week we create a different podcast lesson that goes out on the Monday. And then, of course, there's a whole week of lessons to go with that um, every week that I will tell you at the end of this how you can get your hands on. Uh, what I want to do now, we're actually having a webinar coming up at the end of February 2016. And um, if you are listening to this at the time it was released, I'd love you to join us. You can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar and you can sign up there. Um, it is going to be free, but we're talking about the canter. I love the canter. Who doesn't love the canter? Unfortunately, the canter can be, well, less than great for a lot of riders and we're going to try and overcome that with our webinar. So as I say, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar. But guys, back to this week and back to on the bit. So on the bit, what is it? Well, it's basically the holy grail of horse riding. It is what all riders aspire to. And unfortunately, because it is such a prized accolade to actually get to or to achieve, well, it leaves the door wide open for lots of imitations. And uh, those imitations obviously do not stand up to scrutiny um, when the time comes to perhaps use that energy that would really and truly be created if your horse is correctly on the bit um, if you are just making things look pretty. Why do I say that? Well, because that's what a lot of riders do. They have this, there seems to be this kind of um, myth that it just continues. It's kind of, I don't know who put it out there. I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it continues to be there, but that it's about how on the bit is about what your horse's head is doing. And more specifically, that your horse's face is vertical or is the front of his profile is vertical. Okay. Now, yes, indeed, when your horse is really on the bit, you would probably find that would happen. But that is the end result. And this is what a lot of riders don't seem to understand. On the bit is, well, it's, it's, the, it's the culmination of doing a lot of other things with your horse. And well, I suppose you're asking lots of things of your horse and your horse is responding to you by uh, actually doing them correctly. And then when they all are put together, you do indeed get this lovely head carriage that uh, we all want and that many riders will take shortcuts in trying to achieve. But on the bit is actually a whole lot more. And the sad part about on the bit is that it's often easier to define it and to explain it by what it is not 
as opposed to talking about what it is. But let's start off with actually getting really clear in our heads about what on the bit is. So we all know that when we ride our horses, we have to have our horses pushing from behind. Our horse's engine is in the back end. Everything happens from the back, rear wheel drive, he's pushing from behind. Now, what we want is he pushes from behind, that energy then connects through his back, okay? So it goes along his back, it's connecting there, and then it connects up to the front. And this is where you get these lovely, the shoulders kind of are swinging along, you get a nicer stride, because the shoulders now are being left to actually do what they're supposed to do, which is just move forward, okay? Or move wherever you want them to go. They're no longer pulling, remember? Back wheel drive, rear wheel drive, not front wheel drive, okay? The shoulders are able to do that. But this energy then continues on and you have your horse almost seeking into this contact or I suppose moving forward into the bit. And then what that creates is this lovely consistent contact with the rider's hands. And more importantly, a way that the rider can then channel that energy where they want it to go. So if you can imagine on the bit as being a little bit like the banks of a canal or a river, they're just keeping everything there on the straight and narrow, and then you can tell that energy where you want it to go, when you want it to go there, okay? If you could imagine that the banks were, well, less than great, um, all the water is going to spill out, just like all the energy would spill out, and then you don't actually have anything to work with, okay? So really, really important. You need to have water energy in the river in your horse's back and hindquarters before you can begin channeling it where you want to go okay an empty river is an empty river it's not going to get you anywhere it doesn't matter how great your banks are and that is if we take the contact and the connection through the reins as being the banks in this analogy yeah not going to do anything if there's no river in there to kind of direct along okay very very important so what we want then when we're riding is that all the time there's always this new lovely energy coming up behind, we're allowing it to move and then we're connecting it up. Now, what often happens <laughs> is that we get so hung up on the front end, we don't really care about what happens at the back end. And it's actually quite obvious to see this if you're looking at a horse. What you'll see first of all is generally the horse won't really be tracking up and he definitely, if you're riding the horse, he's not moving forward off your leg. You might feel that things are a little bit sluggish or that I think a good test would be if you were trotting along or if you were walking along if you asked for canter or if you asked for trot or whatever the case is but if you asked him to move up a gate or if you just asked if you maybe suddenly decided okay I'm going to ask him to move over to yield to leg yield and um, would he be able to do it straight away would he have enough energy there? Would that energy all be there already that that could happen? Or would you have to spend a little bit of time starting to kind of jazz things up a little bit before you could achieve that? Well, that is a good indicator of if your horse is truly moving forward, okay? So you have to have that forwardness and it has to come from your leg. Now, a lot of people a little bit confused this forwardness with their horse running through their hand. Remember, your horse has to be moving forward, but it has to be um, in response to you asking with your leg. It's not just him running like a, a crazy person around the place, okay? This is you're asking for the amount that you want. And then however much you ask will be in direct correlation to the contact that you then begin to gather things up with, okay? So you can't have this contact if nothing is coming from behind to create the contact with okay so it has to come from there very very important now 
What we would often see with riders trying to get on the bit is that the horse begins to lean against them. And this is a big problem. A lot of people think, oh, you know, my horse is really heavy. And it actually becomes this huge tug of war between you and your horse now. And what I would suggest doing there, again, it comes to this forwardness. You have to, first of all, have your horse pushing on. You have to have him riding on. And then from there, you can begin once that energy is then moving through the back. And I want to talk touch on that very quickly. Um, you have to be independent enough in your seat and I suppose be stable and balanced and secure enough in your seat to allow that energy to actually connect underneath you. And what I mean, a lot of riders, they're a little bit wobbly up there. And uh, what, what happens is as soon as the horse begins to lift his back, because he will lift it and you can actually visibly see it, it's that area behind the saddle. It's kind of there's an area there behind the saddle, just before the hips, um, he should be able to lift that up. Now, I'm not talking about a roach back. That's something very different. But he should be lifting that. Whereas if your horse is hollowing that part of his back, he's actually ducking out away from you. And generally, he's hollowing it because his back end is being left a little bit behind him, okay? So you want him that he's lifting that part of his back. But you have a big responsibility as the rider to then make sure that as he is lifting it, you are being considerate in the fact that you're allowing that energy to flow underneath you. So it comes down to you carrying yourself. You're able to carry your own body, your upper body in particular, that you're not uh, just slumping along there. So you're carrying yourself nicely and you're allowing that freedom, that movement through your, your hips and your pelvic area. You're nice and pliable, okay? And you're allowing that through. And then also that you have this lovely, consistent contact with your hands. Of course, I say your hands, but it, it actually comes from your shoulders and all the way down through your elbows, even your wrists. Um, and you have this lovely, consistent contact that then your horse wants to work into because he can see, OK, this is a person I can trust with my mouth, which would be a fairly important part of a horse. Um, and you know what? I can work into this contact. This is somewhere I can go from here. Fantastic. And then he will begin to do that. OK, now. If your horse is a little bit like a camel, and we all know those types of horses, um, they end up sticking their nose in the air and they're kind of all strung out, okay? Again, it comes down to moving forward. Everything comes down to this moving forward. And once in, again, once your horse is moving forward, that you can then begin to uh, get things, maybe get him listening to himself a little bit more. And not only that, I say shorten things up, but I mean more from a, and he's very elongated through his whole frame. And of course, he, he's kind of, everything is just falling out the front door there. We do want him to begin carrying himself a little bit more. And half halts and transitions are a great, great way to achieve this. And of course, being on the bit, a lot of this is achieved actually through the half halt, consistently all the time reevaluating things and getting into the half halt. So let's say you are on your horse now in the arena today and you're busy walking along. And you can really, you're, you're feeling like, okay, this walk is going somewhere. My horse is moving forward now. Good, great. I've asked him to walk. He's taking the initiative. He's walking along. He's waiting for another command from you. Um, and then what you can begin to then do is using your outside rein. Remember, your outside rein is yours, okay? So it's that should be the consistent one all the time, okay? So you've got your outside rein, and you can begin just picking things up with your outside rein. Now, you're going to say, yeah, my horse is going to bend to the outside. He won't because you're using your inside leg 
leg to counterbalance that outside rein all the time okay so your inside leg is there creating 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 your outside leg is there gathering gathering and your inside rein is merely it's kind of like a little bit of a check it's like a checkpoint it kind of says well there we go super but once your horse begins to then work if you can begin to feel this I suppose there's a little bit of pressure on your reins because that's what contact is. You know, you do have to have a contact and there is a, it's a feeling down the reins. Like the two of you have decided, okay, this is where we're going with this. Fantastic. Then you can begin to offer and to soften that inside rein. And then as you soften it, your horse should continue to maintain that nice carriage that he's got, or that he's carrying himself and that he's moving forward on the bit all the time okay that is what you want that is what necessarily on the bit is is that he's moving forward but it's all connected up it's all carrying it's all just nicely now I'm not talking so much a lot about collection here um, and I think before you even go towards any collection uh, working towards strengthening your horse's back is also very important remember when you're asking your horse to begin to work correctly through his back so over his back they are all new muscles that he might not be well used to using like that. So it's important that you work him a little bit and then you allow a little bit of rest. And working maybe um, a couple of intervals of nice and long and low, just allowing things to stretch out, doing some bending different ways, just allowing him to move his muscles a little bit differently, keep things nice and supple, is all going to work towards this lovely kind of fluidness that you're looking for when you actually ask him to move and when you actually ask him to begin connecting on onto the bit guys i'm going to leave it like that for this week this week on daily strides we're actually spending the whole week working on on the bit right from the get-go uh, we're going to be talking about on a few different days a few of the different problems that come up and how we can work towards them so depending what your problem is with your specific horse and um, we should be covering it in there there's a few biggies and i think um, we all kind of touch on them one horse or another will will touch on it we're also going to be talking about undoing some of the well those bad habits that we've picked up because <laughs> i tell you once you've started once you've begun down that road of obsessing about what your horse's head is doing it's very hard to let go of that concept and to kind of step away from it and say okay i am going to commit to obsessing about what the back end is doing now no longer what the head is doing okay and then just seeing the head um, as being kind of almost the cherry on top the cherry on the cake okay uh, it is not the be all and all it is not the cake the cake is the back end the engine and then connecting it all through the front so we're going to be talking about that all this week if you want to join us you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join love to have you there have an absolutely awesome week keep well bye